If you'd like to open your Bibles this morning to the book of Colossians in chapter 1, excuse me, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Colossians chapter 2, we'll be reading verses 1 through 7. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ in whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Shall we pray? Lord, we do ask for your blessing upon the reading of the scripture, on the ministry of it, even as it is preached this day, that you may encourage the brethren, and that you may by all means minister to us the Word of God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, as we look at this passage, the title of the message today is Keep Your Steadfastness in Christ. Keep Your Steadfastness in Christ. I suppose that this really gets to the very heart of our practical Christian living. Because we know that every single day we have some struggle or other that we are going through. Some particular need that has to be met. Whether it uh, is some personal aspect of our lives that has to do with our health or whether it has to do with finance or whether it has to do with some particular challenge that we are facing as we all have many different uh, things that we are facing in the everyday experiences of life. Uh, and I don't think I've exaggerated that to say that probably many of us here, if not all of us, have multiple areas where we are challenged to uh, keep up with everything that is going on and understanding as believers that Christ would have us to live for Him, we face those things from a Christian perspective, uh, not just from the world perspective. Well, we, we are in the world, after all. We have our feet planted on the earth, but our heart is in heaven. And so we have this, this great need to be steadfast in faith. Well, isn't it interesting that the church of Colossae was no different? that they face the same kinds of uh, challenges that we face. 
Um, every day they had to get up and to live for Christ as you do as believers. And uh, every day they went to work at some kind of work that they were involved in. And uh, every day they encountered people along the way that they had to meet and somehow interact with and have some relationship to. And then there was their personal family relationships at home and of their wives and their children and of those kinds of things. And and uh, we know that uh, the first century living culturally was different, but uh, spiritually it was the same. Spiritually it was is the same as what we have. And so we find that we are challenged to live in keep our steadfastness of faith. Several areas we want to look at, first of all, because of the wisdom of God, we have the full assurance of faith in Christ. You see, because of the wisdom of God, well, we talked about that this morning in the adult Sunday school class, about the wisdom of God, as opposed to the wisdom of the world. And um, the wisdom of the world, of course, is from a very humanistic perspective. Man in the world educates himself. He tries to, to inform himself and to become more knowledgeable of, of things and to gain a greater understanding of the world around him and how he wants to live and, and so forth. And, uh, of course, that kind of perspective often leads uh, people away from God rather than toward God. And then uh, we recognize that uh, as believers... Uh, we have to understand that in Christ, in the gospel, is uh, really the wisdom of God for us. The wisdom of God. And so as we think about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, and how that has impacted our lives, we realize that to come to faith in Christ means that we look through the Bible through the lens of the gospel of Christ. And there we must encounter the things that we do and say and live out in our lives in a way that is most glorifying to God. Secondly, because, we, because of the hidden treasures of wisdom in Christ we have the full assurance of understanding in Christ. And so the wisdom of God, of course, uh, gives us the assurance of our faith. And the wisdom of Jesus Christ gives us the full understanding of our faith in Christ. Well, um, understanding comes by experience, I suppose, in many ways. We know we, we have to um, understand what's going on. Uh, as we become, as we are followers of Christ, we have to we have to truly look to God and seek to understand what He is really trying to do in our lives. And of course, that kind of opens up a whole different avenue of, of things for us. We, um, you know, we we pose the question: What is the will of God for my life on many issues? And we have to try to understand what that means. The wisdom of God helps us to gain 
some understanding of that. And, uh, and so we, we're challenged to, to understand that, and we see that in verses 3 through 5 here. Um, in the latter part of this, this uh, selection, in verses 6 and 7, because of Christ, who, who uh, you have received, by the way, if you know him, we have the full assurance of hope. The full assurance of hope. And so hope is necessary to life, isn't it? I mean, somebody who doesn't have any hope, well, they become very fatalistic. And uh, they kind of give up on things. And sometimes they give up on life altogether. And, of course, that is, becomes very tragic uh, in people's lives if they give up. But to you and I as believers, we are called to hope. The full assurance of hope in Christ. And so we have this full assurance of faith, full assurance of, of understanding, full assurance of, of hope in Christ. And so um, we're going to be looking at those three areas a little bit more closely as we work through this passage. So first of all, I'd like to take you to verse 1 and 2. Um, because of the wisdom of God, we have the full assurance of faith in Christ. Paul says to the believers there at Colossae, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Paul was in conflict in his Christian ministry. Conflict because he desired to minister to the people that uh, God had laid upon his heart to teach and to instruct in the things of Christ. And um, I would think every pastor is in conflict like this. Would he be a very good pastor if he didn't care about the people he is he's seeking to minister to, you see? No, we, we, we find ourselves as pastors uh, in, in conflict many times because we know that people have needs and they, they're struggling with uh, areas in their lives and, and the Lord would have us to minister to the people. Well, it seems that that is behind the very thing that a pastor thinks about when he brings a message. Well, how can I somehow communicate something that is going to be of a benefit to the people who are coming out to church this morning? And you see, the conflict is to, you know the need is there. You just don't know exactly what everybody's need is. But the need is there, and you want to be a part of meeting that need. And so you ask the Lord to give you something to meet that need. And it seems to me here that uh, as Paul talks about that conflict, uh, one of the main themes of this uh, need is that he desires for them to keep their steadfastness in faith. To keep that steadfastness in faith. And we, we know that he mentions that uh, here in this passage that he would have them to keep it. Verse 5, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, 
joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He recognized that they were a, a solid church in the sense that, that they were, were orderly um, ministering in Colossae in their assembly one to another and that they did have faith in Jesus Christ and that he desires that that faith would continue. And of course that is very important to our walk with God, isn't it? That our faith continues. If we somehow um, falter along the way, we kind of get out of track on things a little bit. Um, Anybody ever tried to go on a diet? Well, probably we all have. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, when we start on something like that, for whatever reason, whether it's a health issue or whether it's just to lose a few pounds or maybe to fit in the clothes that we somehow grew out of, um, you know, we have to have some kind of, some kind of continued routine uh, on being, uh, keeping going with that diet thing, you know. And um, it may not be a really serious diet you're on, you may say, well, oh, I just want to stay off the sweets for a while uh, to try to, to fit into my clothing once again. So, but you have to be steadfast in it, don't you? You have, to, you have to keep plugging away, even though you don't feel like doing it, you have to keep plugging away because the desired goal is there. You, know, you just uh, you got to stick with it a little, little while longer in order to see the desired end. But if you happen to falter um, and uh, you know, have something you shouldn't have, all of a sudden that you seem to have gained back the two pounds you thought you lost. <laughs> you, you found them all over again. And then you have to retrack and, and continue uh, to stay on your, on your program. Well, that little example, just simply to say this. You know, in the Christian life, it's very similar we, we find ourselves desiring to walk with God and to, to keep faithful in what it is that God wants us to do and uh, to maintain that, that spiritual life that God wants us to do. But, you know, sometimes we falter a little bit along the way. Uh, we, we don't read our Bible as frequently as we, as we wanted to. We, we don't take the time to pray whenever we, we know that we should or... Or perhaps we have somehow developed a very negative attitude about ourselves and we kind of give up for a little bit. Um, and we, we kind of falter, as it were. But you see, steadfastness means that, that we're just going to keep going. We're going to not only keep going, but we realize that that's the only way we're going to see our desired end is to remain true and faithful in this. And uh, so here is Paul. He's, he's saying, uh, I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for, uh, for you and for them at Laodicea. Now he mentions not only Colossae, but Laodicea. So Laodicea and Colossae were not too far apart. And there was, I think Hierapolis was maybe in, the, in between the two of them. And we're all acquainted with Laodicea. It's, it's called the lukewarm church in the book of Revelation in chapter 3. And, uh, well, um, Paul knew that these churches were in conflict as well in their spiritual life. That everybody has some difficulties in 
uh, walking with the Lord and keeping true and faithful in, in every way. And um, so he, 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 these two churches were on his heart, and especially as he is writing to the church at Colossae, he says, I am in great conflict for you. For as many as have not mentioned the Colossae and also Laodicea, but for as many as had not seen him in the, in the flesh. Well, I uh, suppose that uh, many of the people that he had some influence over through writing these epistles, he had not seen. He had not. Um, and it's difficult to keep in contact with everybody, isn't it? You know, one of the one of the things that pastors often have to do is do visitation, to visit people, or somehow keep in touch with people. Well, today we have all kinds of technology to help us keep in touch with people. We can phone, or we can text somebody, or we can email somebody, or we can all kinds of different things. But uh, even even though we have all these many different ways of keeping in touch with people, we find that. It's difficult to keep up with it. And the apostle, of course, knowing that he is uh, uh, not with them, that he is, he is laid aside because of, of this conflict that he was in personally, um, and uh, he realized that he had not seen many of them in the flesh. Paul wanted to encourage the believers that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and unto all riches and full assurance of faith, of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Now that's a, that's a, lot, of, a lot of words there. A lot of things to say. But I think it's the important thing that uh, comes out of it for us is that uh, he says... I want you to love one another and understand what the true gospel of Christ is and how that it impacts the church. The church. I want you to know that. I want you to love one another. Well, we find that love is a, is a kind of a, a key element, isn't it, to many things in our uh, relationship with God. If we, love, if we love God, then we have to love Jesus Christ because that's how we know God the Father is by, by, by Jesus. So we need to love the Lord. We need to love Jesus. But then, you know, in those, all those personal relationships that we have, we have to love one another. And, uh, of course, in a church setting, uh, that love also has to be demonstrated one to another. And uh, I think that is a, a very important part of it, that their hearts might be comforted to being knit together in love and unto riches of the full assurance of understanding and the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. You, uh, you talk about sentences. Well, you know, we've all taken English. You could write a simple sentence. But then if you write a compound sentence, sometimes the Bible has compound, compound sentences, don't they? <laughs> And it says so much to us that we we realize that uh, he is trying to communicate a very important truth here. And so he's expanding upon it. The riches of the full assurance of understanding. Riches of the full assurance of understanding. In Christ. 
in Christ. You know, it's hard enough in the world to understand what's going on sometimes. But in Christ, you see, the, the, the understanding that we have in Christ. What in the world is, is God doing uh, in my life today? Well, we might ask that question, you know, quite frequently. Uh, just because we, you know, we're kind of uh, walking by faith, aren't we? We're walking by faith. We, d- we don't have all the answers up front. Um, we know they're in the Bible, and, and we know that there is, a, there is a way that we can walk that will please God, and, uh, and here we are, we're walking by faith. And so uh, faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We don't have a lot of tangibility sometimes. Uh, two things that we want the answers to. We have to trust God. You see, that's where we are. We have to trust God. And so these riches of full assurance of understanding that are in Christ, according to the mysteries of God and of the church in Jesus Christ, they come by faith. They come by faith. And so we have to, we have to truly walk by faith um, to see these things accomplished. Well, I'd like to turn to Hebrews in chapter 10 just for a moment. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22, I believe it is. This talks about the full assurance of faith. He says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Our bodies washed with pure water. So here we have the a full assurance of faith. It goes to our, the very fact that Christ has died for our sins according to the scriptures, that his death upon the cross and our acknowledging him as our true Lord and Savior, what has he done? He has purged our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And our hearts have been sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, of course, the the metaphor here refers to kind of the work of sanctification in the believer's life. Well, as as Christians, uh, we are to live in a sanctified way unto the Lord. And God has done this great work in us according to that work of faith. And so the mystery of Christ and of the church through the preaching of the gospel has brought about this assurance of faith. Assurance of faith in Christ. And so now that's important to keeping um, steadfast for the Lord, isn't it? To have a full assurance of faith. Um, that's one thing you, you want to continue to remind yourself of. You want to remind yourself you have the full assurance of faith. And if even though you find yourself being challenged by different things, even though you find yourself faltering along the way sometimes, even though you find yourself impacted by various struggles, keep reminding yourself that you have the full assurance of faith through Christ. You see, that's important that will help you to be that steadfast believer that you are to be. Keep that, that in your mind. You have the full assurance of faith in Christ. Secondly, 
Secondly, because uh, of the hidden treasures of wisdom in Christ, we have the full assurance of understanding. Full assurance of understanding. Now he mentions that here. Um, to their hearts might be that their hearts might be comforted together, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So we've, we've talked about that verse here. But we, we find that this full assurance of understanding then is um, basic to whether or not we really believe God. Whether we believe God. You see, um, we must have faith. We must have that full assurance of faith. And because we have that full assurance of faith, we, we must believe God. This belief and faith are you know, pretty important building blocks to our keeping steadfast for the Lord. And so um, perhaps you've heard somebody say from time to time that they have great faith. And that always kinds of troubles me a little bit if anybody brags too much about their faith. Because that's a difficult thing to brag about. Um, and uh, it's not that I don't believe they have some, but some, usually they're boasting about it. And, well, that's never a good thing. Um, it really kind of indicates that they, they might be ready to, for a falter if they're going to boast about it, uh, that there's a little humility about that. They may not be understanding that uh, pride goes before a fall. They may not be understanding that to boast about something like faith may mean that there is false faith involved there somewhere. Well, um, understanding, the full assurance of understanding... Um, Someone says that we have to understand something before we can have wisdom about it. Well, I think that might be true. Um, if we don't understand what's going on, how can we exercise true wisdom of God to make the right decision, you see? Uh, so, understanding is important. Um, if we are willing to trust in the Lord fully and... Uh, have faith and believe that that God is able to lead us through difficulties and struggles and the various kinds of things that we face. Um, if we understand that, then when it comes time to make some decision, wisdom can be known. You can know the wisdom that you need because God is revealing it to you along the way as how you you have uh, gained that understanding. So understanding is important to wisdom. And uh, in verse 3 it says, In whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So in Christ are all these treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We can have understanding, but they're going to come through Christ. And... This uh, wisdom and knowledge is also going to come through Christ. And so we, we have to apply ourselves uh, to understand fully what God wants us to do by faith. Then, uh, if we do, 
what are we doing? We're tapping into that wisdom and knowledge of God uh, through Jesus Christ, you see. That's why uh, reading the Bible is important, prayer is important, uh, consistent Christian living is important, uh, acknowledging you know, where and when that you need to uh, truly trust on the Lord in all things that you can have this knowledge that God desires to give to you. So because of the hidden treasures of wisdom in Christ, we have the full assurance of understanding and uh, of this wisdom and knowledge. Well, let's move on just a little bit further here to the next one. Uh, Because of Christ, we have received Christ. We have the full assurance of hope. The full assurance of hope. Um, Verse 4, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Well, Paul, of course, was absent from them. And uh, that he uh, had communicated to them through perhaps Epaphroditus and and uh, possibly Timothy, um, and he was seeking to help them and to encourage them in their walk of faith. And so he says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit. Well, the, of course, the Spirit that he's talking about is his desire, of course, that he had to be of some help to them. And uh, he was truly desiring to do that as God the Holy Spirit was ministering in his life. That he was rejoicing and beholding their order. He recognized that, that uh, the church at Colossae was a solid church. It was a good believing church. And it was one that was walking with the Lord. That they did have steadfastness of faith. And he desired for that to continue. And of course these are things that are good in our lives too, right? As, a, as believers, we, we desire that these things would be true. Uh, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. So we have this, this idea of, of the full assurance of understanding. We have the idea here of, of keeping in good order and steadfastness with the Lord. And He says for them to walk in Him to walk in Him, uh, to walk in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. And so Jesus is our, is our good center point, isn't He? Uh, anytime that we have a question about the things that are going on, we can come back to the Lord Jesus and we can, we can trust in the Lord. And how do we do that? By prayer and by reading the Scripture and by practical Christian living and desiring to honor the Lord. And these things are universal to every believer. Everyone. Everyone who's a Christian has to, has to exercise these kinds of things. To walk in the Lord. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now there were a number of different um, false beliefs even in the first century. There were the Gnostics who, 
who had a very different and false view of Christ and thought he came from an was an emanating angel of some sort. And there were many others uh, who were very law-based and believed in the law and and uh, thought that salvation rested upon the law. And uh, then there were the philosophers, the wisdom of the world, and how that uh, many in the world was uh, trusting in those who thought they were more intelligent and more wise. Well, that doesn't sound so far removed from today, does it? There are these the, the spiritual elite who think they have all the answers, you know. There, there are those who are greatly intelligent and think that they, they have the answers. There are those who would be philosophers of, in humanistic thinking and, and think that they can solve the problems of the world themselves. And yours, by the way, too. And if you, if you go to a counselor, any kind of a counselor who is not a Christian, you'll find that they will direct you in many of those different things. Some spiritual counselors, uh, they'll, they'll try to perform some kind of spiritual thing in your life and think they're going to do it, and you're going to be better for it. And if you fall into it, then you may be led astray. Uh, there'll be those who have great wisdom and knowledge and think that they have the answers to your personal life as well as to the, the, uh, the particular bent of society. Well, there's, there's all kinds of people that we are somehow encountered with and influenced by in our society today. And, but what are we to do? If we are going to keep steadfast in faith, he says, rooted and built up in him and established in faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now, the Apostle Paul had taught them the way of Christ. He was an apostle to the Gentiles. He had taught them. He preached them the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. He was teaching them the very things that the church ought to be ordered by and how that it ought to continue to function. And he was warning them against certain teachings or, or heresies of the day um, not to give in to it, not to give in to law-based religions because it would not lead you by the way of faith and grace, but rather it would lead you by the way of works. He said, don't give in to the philosophers of the day because if you do, why, you're going to follow men rather than God. Don't give in to those who consider themselves spiritually elite. Uh, recognize that uh, God is the one who is the final teacher in your life. And you must listen to the, wo the Word of God and to the, the, the preaching of Christ. Now, so here we have uh, some very important information. He says we must be rooted and built up in Him and established in faith. How do we keep steadfast in faith? Then we remember that we are to walk by faith and to trust in God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as we, as we continue to uh, give ourselves over to the teaching and ministry of the word of God, we find that faith will be established and we will be rooted and built up in that faith rather than in the, the philosophies of the world. As ye have been taught, he says, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And so um, it has the, the idea here that once we realize of our true 
foundation is in Christ and our true faith is in Christ and our true uh, salvation has to do with that which we all have learned of Christ, he says, let us be thankful that we are following the Lord in all these things uh, because we are abounding in those things that God has established for us and uh, we're going to be keeping our steadfastness of faith. And um, so, if you look at just verse 8, I'll just read it to, to um, kind of seal what I'm saying here. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So there in verse 8, he comes down and says, he says, I want you to know, that I want you to keep, I want you to keep steadfast in faith because the philosophies of the world, the vain deceit of the world, the traditions of the world, and the rudiments of this world are not working for you. They're working against you. They're working against you. You see, faith, the world knows nothing about it. It knows nothing about faith. Not saving faith. They don't know a thing. And so they, can't, they have nothing to offer you. So if you come to the Word of God in Christ and realize of the riches of the wisdom and understanding of God, the understanding and wisdom of God that is therein, you will truly keep steadfast in faith. You will. And so I would encourage you to remember the full assurance, your full assurance of faith in Christ, Hebrews 10.22. I would encourage you to remember the full assurance of understanding in Christ because that will give you true understanding and then wisdom. And you, you should be encouraged to remember the full assurance of hope in Christ. And this one, in closing, will take us to Hebrews 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Beginning with verse 9. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Since faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and that our faith is truly founded in Christ alone and that our, the true understanding of that those riches that we have in Christ lead to wisdom, then the full assurance of your hope is likewise in Christ. And of course here, he says, do not neglect that and remember, remember, remember it. And do not be slothful, he says, 
but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We take encouragement from one another too. You are important to encourage other believers in Christ. Your life matters when you walk with God. Because by your walk with God, you're not only assuring that you are keeping a steadfast faith, but you are helping others to walk with God too. And so, keep your steadfastness in Christ. And you will be a blessing not only in your own life, but to others as well. Shall we pray?